Associates. This episode uh, is for week one and really just provides kind of my welcome message um, to the class. It has the foundations of technical kind of communication, info design, just to help frame everything else we'll learn this semester. And then five tips that I specifically use to write better and faster, um, which again, you should start using as early as next week um, in class on our projects and drafting process. Um, This podcast is kind of three separate videos um, that is the audio kind of together. So you will hear a little transition sound as those videos end and the next one begins. Thanks. Welcome to class and I will see you in workshop. Hey there, Mountain Lions. I'm Professor HB, and I am genuinely so excited to have you in my class this semester. Here are my top three reasons why. First, technical communication, information design, and strategic writing help make our lives better every single day. At the core, what we are trying to do is help people take action by explaining information to them. And if we do our jobs well, they'll be taking exactly the actions we need them to to accomplish a goal, do their jobs, and stay safe. Second, I get to see you improve and grow. Even if you already feel really confident writing and designing documents, we're gonna practice things, talk about things, and see examples that are gonna inspire and help you get better. And if you don't feel so confident yet, I am absolutely here to give you, yes, you, the feedback, encouragement, ideas, and support that you need to grow as a strategic communicator. Third, we're going to spend a lot of time discussing and unpacking examples. After you watch the videos, the readings, listen to the podcast on your own time, it will be posted in Canvas by Friday, so you have all weekend plus that whole week to get through it. When we see each other, whether it's in a class workshop, one of our one-on-one drop-in meetings, or a virtual hangout, We're going to build on that by actually workshopping examples and talking through and unpacking the items to help you practice and grow. Just a few other quick things to note. I grade my classes out of 100 points, which makes it easy for you to predict your final grade. If you've earned 82 points at the end of the semester, that's an 82%. But note, I don't grade with a minus, so I will bump up your 82% to a flat B for your final transcript. Yay! Also, you are going to need consistent computer access for this class. A lot of times our classes and workshops will be in a computer lab, so you'll be set then, but know that the library has laptops you can check out if you ever need one. And on top of computer access, you will need to be able to get into your Office 365, so that's going to be your email account. Check to make sure that you can log in and you have your username and password ready to go. I typically try to work business hours, so that means about 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. If you can't get a hold of me or if it's outside of business hours, you can always try asking Hal, our team chatbot. I've programmed Hal with a lot of information as well as really common questions to help you. Hal is going to be online 24-7 in our teams. 
And last, I will refer to you as associates instead of students because we are all working together to create this professional technical learning environment. An associate is a partner in some sort of professional field, business, or organization. And I want you to start thinking of yourselves as partners as we are helping each other workshop, discuss, revise, edit, learn, and grow this semester. All right, we'll spend a lot more time talking about the details of this class, setting up our teams in OneDrive, and going through Canvas on the first day. Until then, thank you, Associates and Vibes. In this video, I'm going to share some tips, ideas, and inspiration to help you with your writing and editing process. Take the five tips in this video and find the bright spots or the growth areas to help you form a stronger writing and editing process. Tip number one, blank pages are the worst. The actual worst. So do anything you can to just get started. Sometimes I like to write the title and my audience statement on the page, and other times I actually do a rough sketch out on a piece of paper and then use that as a guide for my Word document. And sometimes when I'm really stuck, I just free write, kind of giving words to my internal monologue, whatever I'm thinking about the project or ideas that are running through my head, to give something to the page. But no matter what, every time I find something to put on that blank piece of paper, that blank word document, to get me started. Tip number two, visuals do help us see how our work is going to be organized. And I've tried a few different tools to visualize my papers. Sticky notes are great for this. Oh, God. <laughs> Sticky notes are great for this because I can easily rearrange them, add more, throw them away, and stick them to each other. But they do use a lot of paper, so when I don't want to waste as many, I use things like Jamboard from Google, or you could also use Whiteboard from Microsoft 365. There's other apps and tools like Padlet that I've used, and they all do a similar thing of allowing us to organize and just visualize our big concepts, our main themes, our sources and ideas. Tip number three, do an outline. If we build our outlining actually into our writing process, it no longer becomes some sort of extra work, but just part of efficient work. For me, the biggest thing is creating my outline in that same document that my paper is going to be, so that way it isn't something extra, but actually part of how I start writing. The outline process also helps me with that tip number one about just don't have a blank page to look at. Outlines can look so many different ways. And so for me, my outlines that I found most helpful are when I have the headings, you know, the big topics, the subjects, and then I actually write out every topic sentence. That way I can really see how my paragraphs are going to flow together, which ones need to be moved around. And when I do start writing, I have a topic sentence already there waiting for me to expand on. 
Tip number four, try for small but frequent chunks of writing. Even if it is just one or two sentences that you get while you're waiting for your coffee to brew, you're running in between classes, or you're brushing your teeth, try to find ways to sneak a few more words onto the page every day. When I outline my topic sentences ahead of time, it makes the writing in these small chunks really productive because I can open my document and just pick which topic sentence sort of speaks to me the most in that moment. And tip number five, revise, revise, revise. Our first version is never gonna be the best version. When revising, I take a break, a few hours, sometimes a whole day, and when I come back, I try to read it as if I'm the audience. I ask myself questions like, what do I mean here? Why is this so spaced out? Is this how you spell that word? I also run everything through the word editor and print it out or save it as a PDF because changing the format and the medium always helps me catch things that I was glossing over in Word. The best writing process is the one that we can stick with and the one that helps us get better words out faster. My writing process flows through those five steps like this. First, I turn a blank page into a loose sketch or idea. If it is more of an infographic, I like to sketch it on a page before starting in InDesign, Canva, PowerPoint, or whatever. If it's a paper, I write the audience statement in my big action summary just to have something on the page staring back at me. Then, depending on how big of a writing project it is, I use sticky notes or a dry erase board. By the way, here's a tip. You can use your markers on a mirror instead of buying a dry erase board for this. But you can do that to visualize all the topics, concepts, sources, or main points. And finally, I get to the point where I create my outline and just expand it. I write in big blocks, but usually not more than 90 minutes at once. And small chunks whenever an idea or sentence pops in my brain. And before I know it, the first draft is done and I can get to my favorite part, which is the editing and finding ways that I can improve my draft and make it better. This is where giving it that new format always helps me. I like to actually use a highlighter if I print it out and just mark places that made me go, ugh. And then I return later to see what should be fixed or what I could do about it. Share what helps you with writing and any of your writing tips. Thanks associates. Vibes. of technical, professional, and strategic writing with three characteristics you need to hit and keep in mind for effective work. Our styles and genres in technical communication and information design differ from writing in other fields like creative or typical essays because of the context and the purpose. One of those really critical differences with TCID and other writing is that most people don't really want to read what we make. Instead, they're reading it because they need to. They need that information to make a decision, take action, do their jobs, and stay safe.
we are practicing writing for action-heavy context with audiences whose real purpose in reading is to make a decision. Since we are focused on action-driven purposes with audiences who need the information efficiently, our key characteristics that underline all the work we're going to do in technical comm, info design, professional writing, business writing, strategic writing, are going to be grouped into words like correct, necessary, and usable. We need our documents, whether it is an email, a presentation, or a long-form report, to do a few things. Effective documents will make a good impression, readable, organized, and neat. And being readable, organized, and neat means that our audiences can jump around our documents to find the information they really need in that moment to make a decision and take action. Effective documents will make sense to the reader. To create things that make sense, we need to have a clear purpose and we need a clear plan for our document to get it to that purpose. The plan helps create a logical order, the layout and the design. Effective documents minimize distractions. It takes a lot of time and energy to make a perfect document. And sometimes those resources are worth it. And other times things are going to slip by. I always think about, will the average audience see this as a mistake? Especially if we're talking about things like grammar and mechanics as our language and our expectations change. I also think about if the mistake interferes with the logic, the purpose, and the accuracy of that content. And then after answering those questions, I can decide if this is something I need to fix especially if creating technical writing and communication in spaces like social media, where editing and re-uploading our work has big impacts on our analytics. I like to view my documents in another medium because it really helps me see the distractions when I can look at it through a new lens, whether it's saving my Word doc as a PDF or actually printing it out. One of the biggest and most impactful differences between technical communication and information design and other forms of writing comes down to one concept, design. Design actually represents the entire visual impact of our document. Design is not just about making a document look pretty. Design for TCID is really tied to the way that people interpret visual information. Contrast making different items visibly distinct, like a heading looks different than the paragraph text. Alignment, where on the vertical and horizontal plane do our items exist and why, like in a bulleted list when the indenting, moving the horizontal alignment, tells us that the bullet point is a subpoint. Proximity, how close things are to each other and why, like putting the caption right below the image. If the caption is on a different page, it's hard for us to understand that it is describing that image and not something else. Size, how big and small things are in relation to each other. Typically, the bigger item is considered more important or first in the information set. And repetition, using the same things, like headings always look the same, or repeating a symbol to show the reader a new but equal point. These concepts are abstract until we see them in action. So let's take a look at a quick example and break down all the parts. This is the main technical communication and information design website. So characteristic number one, 
effective documents will make a good impression. Readable, organized, neat. This website is using contrast, black, white, gold, bold, and shapes to help organize the information. There is a bar across the top for navigation, and the links we hover over has contrast so we can keep track of where we are at. Websites are a great place to get a quick impression, and a lot of them are not super effective at making a good first impression. Characteristic number two, effective documents will make sense to the reader. This website uses alignment. See how all the boxes and texts are in line with each other to help our eyes literally track and make sense of all the content? As well as proximity, size, and repetition. It all helps us track the info. Looking at this fact box, the big bold stats are right next to what is being described. We know that 22% relates to the field growth in Colorado. And the size of this box on the page shows how important it is, as we know a lot of readers and users of the website are going to be thinking about careers and salary. Characteristic number three, effective documents minimize distractions. This page has a lot of white space, which doesn't have to actually be white, as we can see in the black and gray areas, but it does signal blank space. We do use white space to give our audience room to process, all the information coming at them, and it helps things like contrast and proximity because they need white space to actually function. This page is pretty minimal, but it still looks nice. As with all writing, nothing is ever perfect. We will always be able to find recalibrations, things that need to be adjusted, and replications, things that went really well that we want to do again throughout our life. One thing that stood out to me and was a little distracting is the extra apostrophe formatting here. That is just a style from the web portal carrying over, I'm sure, and it doesn't make a big difference on the purpose or my ability to understand the information, but I did notice it. For more practice with these concepts, try looking at your own program's website or just any website you visit often. How do the authors use contrast, alignment, proximity, size and repetition to make a good or not so good impression on you as the reader. Does this page make sense or do you feel distracted and scattered? Are you able to find the information that you want or do you feel overwhelmed? This activity is a great way to get into the mindset of our audience and how we can start critiquing our work as we answer those questions about the documents we create. We need to ask ourselves how the audience will interact with the document for any technical communication and information design project we work on. Alright, I appreciate you learning about the foundation of technical communication and information design with me. Thanks associates, vibes.